thank you. Holy Spirit, we appreciate and love your presence in our midst. We ask that you speak to us. We ask that you bring illumination to your word. We thank you for this season of the resurrection power. We ask that, Lord, may we become more every area of our lives. May the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ not be in vain in our lives, O oh Lord. We thank you. We thank you that you are ordering our steps. And Lord, as we draw closer to you, you reveal yourself more and more to us. Tonight, may we have more revelation not only in your word but in you we thank you for your word we thank you for life we thank you for understanding in Jesus name Amen oh put your hands together honestly our praise and worship and our worship team and they minister to us day in and day out. I feel like even when you wake them up in the morning, they will still they will slay us, you know. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, big brother Elvis, happy birthday, you know, a few days. I'm saying all that. <laughs> you know, sometimes there is a statement you hear that you have to ask, what do you want? So I have said it and I think that we would like, um, I don't think I'm the only one, I feel like there are a lot of people in this room and also online, welcome our online, who would like all our praise and worship and our choir songs put us a video for us so that we can pray with it, you know, listen to it, hang around it if it is possible. If the Lord touches your heart to be able to, that as a birthday gift, you know how uh, Jesus' birthday, we get gifts. So on this Elvis birthday, <laughs> May we also get gifts. God bless you very much. Amen. Why are you people laughing? Okay, how many of you would like it? Think it would be a good idea to have all this, you know. Do you imagine you wake up in the morning, you don't even feel like praying. Then you hear Sasha's voice. God in three. You, 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 your mouth will open. And then <laughs> you can do 24-hour loop, I tell you. You know, so. May the Lord touch your heart. Thank you in advance for, um, <laughs> for that which we have already received. <laughs> or haven't we already received it? Yeah. I, all those who said, yeah, you will get it. Those who didn't say, yeah. The finished work of Christ. Hey, now, dear brother, the scriptures that are coming away, I mean, I don't even know how. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Apparently, Esther is ready to sit with you and cut and paste and cut and paste. God bless you, Esther. We also thank, and everybody else who's going to add, Daniel, all of them said they'll help. So we, we, we appreciate our media team for providing that for us. <laughs> Do you know that sometimes there are things that they, when they are said to you, you were not planning on doing it, but it becomes more and more difficult to know, <laughs> isn't it? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, how many of us are ready for Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I was just telling Reverend that 
I'm more excited about Easter than Christmas. I feel, and I feel, I know, I have a knowing and a knowing that God will come through for us. God will come through for us. Yes. You know, we're dancing and saying, he's able. Isn't it? Put the words of that song there. There's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he cannot change. There's nothing he cannot turn around. It's not words. It's a fact. I pray that it becomes a revelation for you. Yeah. Hey, Reverend Sam, today, today, this afternoon, today, 12 o'clock. Oh, there's nothing God cannot do, cannot turn around. I tell you, you know, last night, my sleep pattern was not too good because this, this afternoon, I had to go and stand before a judge. I mean, not, don't, this is not metaphorical. It's not, uh, this thing, you understand? It's not, it's not a parable. It's not an allegory. So it is, you know, proper judge. I called Reverend. I said, um, Bishop, can you come with me? <laughs> you see, there are levels that, yeah. So I went with my folder ready, you know, to argue my point. And then, and then we, arrived there on time. Then I see, I'm the defender, so the, the, the person taking me to court, I saw them sitting there. And as soon as we arrived, he was like, oh, are you? He heard my name at the country. He said, are you? I said, yeah, come into a room. Come to. I said, but we have, he said, yeah, we have a few minutes. He went. I should have known that God was already working. He was like, I think we don't need to go. I think we can negotiate. He was going on. I said, well, I'm happy to do A. I'm not shifting left. He said, yeah, that is possible. I, then he began to send messages to see if my A will be accepted. And then we realized that I was like, so oh, he hasn't got a response back. And then we had to go in. So I arrived with the judge with my red folder, my wine folder. My, I sit down. I begin to sort all my. A lawyer. That's my attorney. That's the, I went to the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son. And God, the Holy Spirit, and then my bishop. What again do I need? So we, we sit down, then they today sit there, we sit here. Then the judge is, he's not even looking up. He's looking down, looking down, looking down. Then he turns to them. I said, ah. So they have already taken me to court, but this time I had taken them to court. So ask me. Do you understand? So I, I can explain why their court case is not correct. So I'm ready. He's not even looking at me. Then, Did you do a... And they were using legal terms, so I said, I didn't understand anything they were saying. Then the guy would go through all his things. He said, your honor, we don't have. I looked at the river and I said, hey, today's not going to be good for them. <laughs> then he, there, he said, did you file a something? something? Um, I think, he said, I don't want I think, did you? He said, I will need to check. He said, do you have a something? Then he told the guy, you see where I'm going? I was like, oh, today is going to be an amazing day. I'm trying to, I'm still waiting for my then he said, did you, so based on your answer so far, can I assume that I can throw this case out? The guy's like, no. I'm, he said, what do you want me to do? Do you want to go outside and come back in and try again? And I'm like, hey, at what point are they getting to me? More than 20 minutes. And we are supposed to be there for only 30 minutes. 20 minutes, he's facing the guy, facing the guy. is confused. You look back. Then the man asked me one question. Did you receive this from me? I said, no, no, no. I didn't receive anything. I haven't received anything from them. Oh, he's the main lawyer of the people who has come. His client wasn't there, so he's a proper lawyer. So he was, the terms they were using between themselves. He said, session 356 is this. Then the 
judge is like, no, three, four, six, six. Then this one say, ask seven, two. Then this one say, one, two. And then yours truly, I'm sitting there. We have my one paper. <laughs> oh, no. After about 30 minutes, the judge said, did you understand what? I said, I didn't understand. He said, yeah, I thought so. Okay, I'll summarize it for you. They don't have this, and they didn't do this, and they didn't do that. So the only option they have is A, B, and C. But I think A is not good for you, so A is out. I think B will work best for you, so are you okay with B? I was confused. I was like, hey, won't you ask me questions? I have paperwork. I have, I'm waiting here with my... I said, ah, I felt like I brought a lawyer to, to the place. The judge was my lawyer. Remember when Reverend preached about grace? The woman, the woman, do you understand where the judge... Ha. The, at a point, the, the judge said, okay, this is what I'm going to take. Then the man was like, eh, but can we have the... the, the, the why they need you you need one of the small bells i have one i have one i'll give it to you who's that uh, book knowledge is always different from <laughs> how many of us did like okay those who did medicine those who did engineering those who did who have like practical you realize that when you start working, you don't know anything. Then you see that the people who actually are not having got any degrees in their thing, but have been doing their thing, you have to watch them and then you have to ask questions. So, brother, I think that this was the wrong place to go. To. <laughs> the examples they gave them, Bell was not inside the examples. That... Yeah. We finished and the lawyer asked me, when do you want to come back here? How long do you need? I said, oh, I don't, I mean... Then he told the guy that actually all the things you've been doing last year, I've canceled all of it. If you want, you can start again. And when you start again, I'm going to give a... I was about to say, oh, two weeks. He said, I'll give you a month. That is 35 days. That is subject to if they attempt to try and bring it again. I looked at the board. I said, you see, she have come here today. As we went outside, he was like, I'm going to write a letter to my client. I think we will need to come back here. I said, you think? <laughs> Me, my lawyer is inside there. So you, yeah. It was just so amazing. And I said, oh, if we would only have faith in God and trust him and know that even in the little things, he's in there. Even in the little things. Whether my case was nice or not, the judge doesn't know. He never asked me a question. He never even asked me that the original case they brought, did you do this, did you not? He didn't ask me one line. He didn't look at my one paper. All my documents I took. <laughs> I could literally have come there empty-handed. And I wouldn't have needed. I was feeling sorry for the man. Reverend was like, they'll sack him. <laughs> His client will sack him as a lawyer. Because even when we met him first, Reverend asked me, is he there? Solicitor for the, I say, is there a solicitor? But right about now, when you see grace, you have to acknowledge grace and appreciate grace and know when grace is working. Hallelujah. May grace find you. May you receive great grace. 
And on top of the great grace, may you receive great power. This is a year of the overflow of grace, overflow of mercy, overflow of power. All three were working this afternoon. All three were working this afternoon. I saw mercy prevailing. I saw mercy prevailing. You see, and unfortunately for the client, they only got to know this morning that in the area of real estate, me, I'm a boss. But they saw that on paper this morning. It was too late. So when, that's why when we walked, he called me and said, we've just received your statement, and I think we can talk. I said, you can talk. I gave them technical statements in real estate. He said, so he too, he doesn't know. I mean, I said, S-166 says this. I said, I said yeah. He was, like, he was confused. He just had to know. He didn't. Do you get what I'm saying? May God fight your battles for you. May the Lord fight all your battles for you. Hallelujah. In 10 minutes, we are going to, you know, there are times when, I don't know why Reverend says I should come and take this evening service, but I obey all laws. So Reverend, God bless you. And um, since Reverend asked me to come and share, I thought I'll take a message that Reverend shared a while ago. Some of you, you never go through your notes again, isn't it? It's like you just move forward. forward. So I'm taking you back, back. Tell somebody we're going back, back. Yeah. A while ago, Reverend was teaching us on leadership, and he gave us, hey, so Wednesday to do, mess my microphone up. <laughs> I feel like now I'm going to take it personal. I am totally going to, if it breaks again, I'm going to take it personal. Don't go underground. Just come and sort it out. <laughs> Reverend was teaching us on leadership, but there was one particular example he gave that I think that it would be good for us to have a walkthrough, and I have titled it, My Manner of Life, My Manner of Life, or My Way of Life, because one of the things that I believe that we we have to appreciate and realize that everything that we are taught, we are learning must be incorporated in our way of life. Do you understand? Whether it's your quiet time, whether it's a series that is being taught, you know, whether it's a message, it's Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, it must gradually define you. It must gradually become you. And Reverend gave us one good example, and we are going to read that passage of scripture, and we are going to Remind ourselves. Do you understand? Peter said, listen, for me to say to you over and over again, it's not grievous, but for you, it is safe. One of the things about the word of God is that the more you stay with it, the more revelation you get in it. Don't be a Christian whose eagerness is that I've read the whole of John. I've read the whole of Peter. I've read the whole of this. I read the Bible back to back three times in 2021. And what did they do? What effect has it had on you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because in John 3.16, day in, day out, you get new revelation. Yeah. Billy Graham preached John 3.16. And souls were still being won. Yeah. You, when you, even if, if today the passage was John 3.16, you won't tell it's like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he, the way that affects you, that transforms you, is the revealed word. And the revealed word is individual. 
the revealed word is individual. So Sunday in, Sunday out, Reverend will preach to us. Everybody says, Reverend, you were talking about me. Reverend, that message was for me. Why? Because they received their revealed word in a particular situation. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody heard the message and he felt like, this fits my marriage. This fits my finances. This fits my health. This fits my foolishness. Acts 20. I'll read the NLT, then we'll walk through the Amplified, then we'll go home. Tell somebody we have seven more minutes. You can monitor me, okay? You can monitor me. I don't know why you don't have the, this thing anymore. They used to have that crazy thing that they show at the back. Green, yellow, red. I don't care. <laughs> Acts 20. So this is Paul. In fact, we have seven minutes, but let's, I want to read a few verses from the NLT. Then we'll go to Amplify. Verse 17. We're going to be reading all the way. So 17 says, but when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, you know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that come to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. Reverend Sam, who knows that jail and suffering lies ahead of them and say, I'm going? Verse 24, they say, Tafiaka is not from God. I bind every foul spirit that is speaking to me. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Isn't that the season for Easter? To this week, two things that have stood out to me. I haven't been to my office in a long time. I arrived there yesterday, a corridor that normally people used to go to the kitchen and boardrooms and things had been blocked, a door, and they have put on the door, prayer in progress for the Muslims because it's Ramadan. I said, hey, Christians, isn't it Lent too? Isn't Lent the Orthodox, the state religion? Oh? Have they put any door sign, prayer in progress? We are ashamed to go and pray, let alone request that we want to pray. May Paul speak to us. I'm going to read the same passage we've read and more from the Amplified. <laughs> However, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and some of the elders of the church to come to him. Now we're going to pick up the things we want to pick up because Paul is such a good example of what 
our manner of life should be. He says in verse 18, And when they arrived, he said to them, You yourselves are well acquainted with my manner of living among you from the first day that I set foot. Give us the amplified proper. I don't know why some of these, their versions, the amplified is different. Sorry? With my manner of living among you from the first day that I set foot in the, the province of Asia and how I continued afterward. The first thing that I'm saying there is that you know my manner of living. So this evening, my question to us is that you yourself, do you know your manner of living? Let alone can others identify. He says, you yourself, you're acquainted, you know my manner of living. I looked up the word manner of life, and it says that your habits, your customs, and your beliefs. Your habits, your customs, and your belief. Your habits, your customs, and your beliefs. Some of us, our manner of living is erratic. Is erratic. We get excited at Christmas. We get excited at Easter. In between, we don't care. Then we get, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Today, you believe in God deeply. Tomorrow, you're an agnostic. You're not sure. To I doubt, I, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, there's a God thing. I know the God thing exists, you know. Then sometimes you're excited. Some, no, there's no evangelism organized in church, but you're in the city center. He said, you have a burden and a passion. You have to share the gospel. Then the next day, are you coming to church? Talk to the hand. (laughs) But Paul is teaching us that everybody must be conscious of what their manner of life is. Your habits, your customs, your beliefs. Which means that because, especially when it comes to habits, we have external habits and internal habits. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, so we can even say that, oh, as for you, you are always around in the house of God. But your also habit is that you are very prayerless. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying? <laughs> don't worry, we have a few minutes, so by the grace of God, you won't have to bear this long. And then you can just look forward to Friday, 6 p.m., Saturday, 12 noon, and Sunday, 11 a.m. So we are having night, afternoon, morning. I feel like we can easily start night and finish in the morning on Sunday. Hmm. And it wasn't a, just manner of life. It says manner of living, which means it's continuous. Do you understand? It's not past. It's not just the now, but it's also. And how I continued afterward. Then verse 19 says, serving the Lord. So now he's telling us this manner of life. This manner of life, the manner of life, number one, serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Serving, that means serving the Lord should be a way of life, should be a habit. Should be something you believe in. Should be your custom, your tradition. Hey, Dr. Kutu, the traditions of men. Today I called, you know, a dear friend whose mother has just passed away. I think she passed away on Monday, so I couldn't call yesterday. So today I called. You know, 
how are you? And she had already been very ill, had operation. So there's been so many things. Then her mom had a stroke and passed away. So I had a long conversation with her. Then I had to ask the dreaded question. Do you have any idea of the funeral? She said, hmm, sis, I knew that we're in trouble. She said, my mother is a queen. I said, oh, so you'll be buried here in 2024. It's a custom, isn't it? They said they celebrate one week. One week isn't in seven days. They are celebrating the one week at the beginning of May. <laughs> so if you multiply one week as a month, do you, do you get what I'm saying? So she said, oh, the earliest they, will, they are likely to bury her mother will be maybe September, October, November. It's a custom. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a belief. So Paul is telling us that serving the Lord is a custom. It's a belief. It's not something reserved or it's not something that we do offhand. It's, something, it's actually a way of life. It should be part of our being. It should be part of our character. It shouldn't be something that is off. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. And I like the fact that he says serving the Lord because as he breaks it down, you realize that none of us can escape it. <laughs> do, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's not an apostolic grace. It's not a, it's a faith. If you have belief and you, you are developing habits, this is one of the main habits that must come in. In fact, this habit must replace a lot of habits because serving the Lord ejects other things. There are some of us, there are a lot of things that we are struggling with that if we will only serve the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, that thing will be driven out. Go on, Reverend. <laughs> go on, go on, don't, don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. The next one, he says that in humility, in humility, those of us who have been trying to serve the Lord, have you seen that you need a lot of humility? He says, serving the Lord with all humility. You cannot serve God if you don't get humble and don't stay humble. Because your service of God, what does it mean to serve God? It means to be a servant. <laughs> it means to minister to people. <laughs> Oh, it means to be an attendant, a waitress, a waiter. So if you are not humble, can you imagine a waiter who says, I can bring you your drink? <laughs> I've already brought you a drink. Or maybe they bring you a drink and you say, oh, the ice is not enough. Drink it. The weather is cold. More ice, it won't be good for your throat. Yeah. And especially when you get funny people, you go and bring their drink. They'll say, no, I asked for three-quarter days. The lime hasn't been cut well. Delta, Delta. Oh, if you have never driven, uh, uh, flown by Delta, don't. But if you have, hey, one day I drove, I came back with Delta. I went straight to my computer to write my letters to Delta. The old ladies are rude. I mean, they've had enough of life. They don't care. They are supposed to be retired. They are doing their last few years. If they are sacked, they are sacked. It doesn't really matter. Just drink it like that. Oh. Delta is dangerous. No. 
<laughs> Look at how you may be other areas of your life may be. Do you understand? You may be in a work environment where they call you say this. You may be, you know, at home where you're even your children or whatever. You may be in a family where, but in the house of God, you are saved. Don't care. Listen, the house of God is an equalizer. And it's an equalizer all the way through. Any way you look at it. If you are not humble, you can't serve God and continue serving God. You can serve God until your humility is tested. Ah. Gee. You know. They'll be rude to you. They'll be ungrateful. They'll be... I mean, sometimes I feel like the ashes, they pray a lot before they come. <laughs> you, you, do, do, do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. And you can, you can see manifestation. And then, I don't know how the ashes cope with it, because you see the person manifest. Then, five minutes later, you see them going, what song did you just sing? What was some of your worship song today? Your very fantastic worship song. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you. Two minutes ago. I told you I don't want to sit there. I can sit where I want to. I didn't come to church for you to come and walk me out. Then the ashes will be like. And it happens in every part of the church. As a pastor, you can't pastor if you are not humble. You can't pastor if you are not humble. Hey. Reverend, can I have a meeting with you now? No, no, no. Sometimes I can get text messages. Can you come to my house now? You don't know whether I'm well, whether I'm not well, whether I'm around, whether I'm not around. Ask Reverend to call me. Ask Reverend to call me. Ask Reverend to call him. Yeah. And why not? And why not? Yes. Why couldn't you come yourself? Why did you send somebody to come and pick me? Pastor Sam, you told me that when I come to church, immediately after church, you make sure I get home. It's, I've been waiting 15 minutes. Can you, do you have any idea what time I'm likely to go? Ha, ha, ha. Somebody say humility. Yes. Why did they shout at me? Why did they talk to me? What did they mean? Why should I be here? Why did they, why? I thought, um, um, anyway, Reverend, I hear you say we have a meeting. Do you not start time, end time? Do you have an idea how long it will take? But anyway, why are you saying it now that we have a meeting? When did you, you know that you wanted to have a meeting? Ha. Listen. There is a need for us to be humble to serve God. There's a need for us to be humble to. You see, people have stopped serving God because they got hurt. And you see, a lot of the time, anger, hurt is based on pride. Oh, I don't care. It's not that you are not right. Oh, it's true. What they did was wrong. But what has made you remain in that state is pride. Why should they talk to me like that? Why didn't they include me in that? 
Why didn't they allow me to do that? Why was I not part of that? I have been around longer than them. Why was I not chosen for that? Why should you be chosen for it? Why should you be included in it? We have two minutes more, so please, let's try and do one before we go. Let's see, I'm holding the time. My clock is different from you. I don't know what it says on you. <laughs> My own says that I have two minutes left. <laughs> then it says, in t- hey, we've only read verse 19. We'll, we'll finish with verse 19 and stop because we ha- we, we're going all the way to 37. Reverend, 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 Reverend. <laughs> Reverend. Humility, humility, humility. Yes, Reverend. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are uh, some of the um, pastors whose wives are pastors and things, and I realize that I need to really counsel them because sometimes they don't realize that there's a high level of humility needed. We are not equal. Do you understand? And so Reverend was telling me about this pastor's wife. He said, talk to her. I said, don't worry, I'll talk to her. So I, I'm talking to her and I realized that, hey, I really need to talk to her. Well, why should he let this person do this in the church and I don't know? I said, but who are you? She said, so doesn't Reverend Isaiah me? They hold meetings. I don't know. Maybe I just come into it, or I'm told that we are doing this, and I think it's okay. It's none of my business. If it was my business, they would call. Oh, you don't get it. Oh, please. Hey, no. As a pastor's wife, I should be given the first option to to know and to do. I say, can you imagine? I come and say, Reverend, I think that the way the choir is going, I should be the one leading the song. <laughs> Okay, you people, why are you laughing? I think I'm beginning to I'm beginning to take offense. I'm beginning to take no, I think that's a very good example. Because that shows the craziness and the stupidity in the head. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? Yeah. As first lady, give me first option. Whether I can do it or not is irrelevant. Based on position. <laughs> Tell somebody, help me, Lord. How many of us feel that all of us, we could do with a bit more humility? (laughs) Then let's finish 90 and go. You put uh, one minute of my two minutes, so I'm back to two minutes. Um, (laughs) Are you enjoying the message? In tears and in the midst of adversity afflictions, and trials which befell me due to the plots of the Jews. Give me that verse in um, NLT. In tears, he says, I have endured the trials that came to me, and with many tears, I have endured the trials that came to me from the plot of the Jews. Give me verse 23. I'm combining that one. Yes, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead of me. So I said, what is your manner of life? And I said, I'd serve in the Lord, spirit of humility, then sufferings. 
sufferings associated with serving the Lord. Not the sufferings you've been going, heartbreak, broken heart. There's, uh, there are sufferings and there are sufferings. Tell somebody there are sufferings and there are sufferings. Yeah. Some of the sufferings, they are non-scoring and they are non-agenda. Haven't you seen that there are some sufferings that you've suffered that you have no, nothing to open? <laughs> so you think about it. We are going to suffer anyway. So shouldn't we bear sufferings for the Lord? Because we are going to suffer anyway. Yes. Person, one day I've, I got a revelation that this crying, crying, if you have crying to cry, cry for the Lord. Yeah. This kind of boyfriend, girlfriend crying. <laughs> the verse 19 says, trials and <laughs> he says, in tears and in the midst of adversity, afflictions and trials which befell me due to the plots of the Jews. Just sticking your neck out will bring you many afflictions and trials. One of the amazing things is that when you take a stand and you shift, before you see the victory, you face many afflictions and trials and adversity. That's why a lot of people say, when I became born again, then I became broke. When I became born again, then I, do you get it? But that suffering is now a good suffering. Because when you were not broke, you were also getting all kinds of sexual diseases. It's all suffering. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I don't stand behind this moment. Hmm. Yeah. I always tell Christians in their marriage and the issues they have, I say the issues you're having in your marriage, you don't want an unbeliever's marriage. You have a husband that you don't need to be fearful where he is. When he's running late, you don't panic. When he arrives you don't go searching in his pockets. But that's somebody's full-time job. It's suffering. <laughs> you smell the perfume, you know it's not your own. Now you are trying to identify whose it is. <laughs> and in this new generation and this dispensation, you don't even know if it's a man or a woman's perfume. But then I thank God for the verse 20. It says that, except that the Holy Spirit clearly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering awaits me. When the Holy Spirit reassures you that this suffering is for the Lord, it stabilizes you. It settles you. It settles you. It settles you. And that is why your servant of God, don't do it from a carnal point of view. You have to do it from a spiritual point of view. So that you can bear all that will come. Yes. It says, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. One of the versions says, daily. Yeah. I don't know how, any other way, how carrying a cross can be easy. Even Jesus needed a, a helper to, to, to help him carry the cross. And now we are living 
We are not yet going to die. So we are carrying our cross. Because the cross you carry till you go and lie on it. May God give us grace. Stand on to your feet.